0: Welcome, along to the Property Academy podcast by Overs Partners. I'm your host, Stephen Knight, and I'm Andrew Nicholl. it's Tell Show, we are reading out mean comments and responding to them. So it's quite interesting uh, that when you put out a lot of content into the universe, talking a lot about property investment, trying to encourage people to grow their wealth, you attract some interesting and strange comments. And it's quite interesting to see. So we're going to respond to some of them. Firstly, I'm going to play you the video that we posted. And then we will read out some of the comments that we've received. See, Seymour and Winston Peters have just released 113 pages of new rules. And what's inside is going to be really good news for property investors. We're seeing it already. The market's starting to rebound. And I'll cut it off because you kind of get the picture. I think we were talking about our webinar. Now, Andrew, what are some interesting comments we got from that? What a crock.
1: And then the poo emoji. Although there's a lot of debate about whether or not that's ice cream or not. Then somebody gonna catch you fall slipping one day.
0: I don't know what that means. And then there was another interesting one from a guy called Mike who said, What a scam. You should feel deep shame for being part of the problem. What's the problem? Well, no, I think they've actually got a good point, actually, Andrew. And that, and I'm, no, I'm not even joking with this. I'll actually be quite serious. What this really shows me reading some of these such as one from Scraped Trucks that said, I hope you go to hell for what you're doing to people. (laughs) So many families rent and can't afford to buy. It's your doing and the doing of investors. And it's really interesting to see that there is deeply held sentiment out there from some New Zealanders who think that property investors really are something bad, as causing pain to other people. You know, They view us as we're out here, we're growing our wealth, We're trying to get rich and it's at the expense of other people. But what's really interesting and what I think a lot of these people miss is actually a lot of investors are part of the solution. So if you think about a lot of what we encourage on the show and talk about, obviously we encourage a lot of investors to think about investing in a new build. Now, it's not the right fit for all investors, but if you're out there investing in a new build, often what's going to happen is a developer's going to take out an old house, they're going to rip it down and they might build five in their place or they're going to take a piece of farmland and they're going to build 20 new houses on it. So any investors or a lot of investors listening to this show are actually trying to grow the housing stock and provide brand new nice homes for tenants to live in. Now, that's going to grow the number of rentals out there, which is going to mean that there's more houses for people and also grow the housing stock. And eventually when they sell it, perhaps an owner-occupier might purchase that. And for any investors out there doing renovations, you're taking an older house, doing it up and improving it which again is going to improve the quality of housing in New Zealand. It's so interesting that you know you get these very strong beliefs coming out from people, and, and I respect that. That is definitely how people feel. Property investors can definitely be part of the solution. I'll give you some more.
1: And David, you're just going to have to have your uh, beeper here ready. I've got shit head off, and fix your soul, which I, I don't off thief. <laughs> so particularly angry ones. Fix your soul, which was a good one. Look, I went to church for the first 18 years of my life. I've done everything I possibly can. My other favourite one was
0: off to your own motherland, <laughs> which um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I must about. I found quite strange because I come from Hawara and Taranaki. <laughs> You're about as Kiwi as it gets. But, um, oh, I think sometimes people think I'm Australian. Really? Uh, yeah. When I was on holiday overseas, some Australians were like, "Oh, what part Actually, of Australia that, are you yeah, from?" Yeah, that's
1: true. When I was uh, when I was overseas as well, we get the Australian. I'm also I enjoy this one. Stick your 113 pages up your f- you.
0: <laughs> yeah. So much of that is going to be bleaked out, but I think you can probably imagine it. It is quite interesting to just think of the the kind of anger that some people have for property investors, and then you know sometimes listeners of the show message in and say, "Oh, you know, I'm really." worried about telling people that I'm investing in property, I don't want to tell my family because I don't want them to think that I'm rich, I don't want them to think that whatever people are worried about their family thinking. And when you read some of these comments, you actually think, yeah, there is that sentiment out there from some people, not everybody, but some people really get upset around the idea of property investors and upset around the idea of people trying to make money from property and grow their wealth. I mean, someone here has put, idiot, shut your mouth.
1: And I mean, look, I share that with you. I mean, I try and ask you to do that, but good luck with that. Um, another one um, says, stand down, property investor ownership steals from New Zealand taxpayers. And uh, again, that really goes to the point of people not understanding how the tax system works. Certainly with this interest deductibility phase out, I think the media spun that as this major loophole that investors were exploiting. Absolutely not the case. But as a result, we've created divide in New Zealand really when there shouldn't
0: be it. Well, the one thing I'd just pick you up on as well is it's really easy to blame the media, but it was the politicians who spun it as a loophole. And then, you know, journalists picked that up. One interesting one that I saw as well was, so much of it's going to have to be bleeped out that I'll just use the first letters. If the property investors... They are greedy Cs who do F all. And that's a really interesting one, Matt Black, because, um, because property investors actually do something. And I can understand the thinking of, oh, they just own the house and they're not providing any services. But taking out a large mortgage, taking on quite a bit of risk, if you're borrowing against your own home to go and purchase another house, you're often taking a bit of risk, you're taking out a lot of debt to buy a property and provide it as a rental to somebody else who often couldn't afford it. And I understand the line of thinking that says, well, if there weren't any property investors, though, then everybody would be able to afford a house. But we also know that that's not the case. You know, home ownership was at its highest back in 1991. 74% of Kiwis owned their own home back then. That meant that about a quarter of New Zealanders rented a property. So even when property prices were about six or seven times cheaper, There was still a large proportion of New Zealanders who still needed to rent a property for whatever reason. And so the idea that if there were no property investors, everybody would be able to afford a house, that's just not the case because even when property prices were seven times cheaper, still a lot of people were needing to rent back then. Let's play another interesting one, another video that we posted, and then some of the comments on here, these take a bit of a different turn. This video was about inflation. Inflation has fallen to 5.6%, so interest rates, they could be near their peak. And the really important thing is inflation came in lower than the Reserve Bank expected. So after a year of record highs, inflation going up, it's now on its way down. Now that is going to help the property markets. And the video goes on a little bit. Why is it always my ones that get the the negative comments? Hey, well, I like the first name
1: that comes up. I'll read the comment first. R. Opus, the old snake oil salesman. And then a laughing face. Interestingly enough, that's by Phil Heslop. Phil Heslop's a developer, Titus, and I mean, I guess he's a competitor. He sells product direct to consumers. But interestingly enough, he didn't have a problem working with us for a number of years. It was only when I called him out on a bunch of things that he did to investors that I was unhappy with that now he's obviously got a problem in making comments on uh, YouTube comments. Uh, Well, that's Instagram, Andrew. And if
0: you you weren't 45, uh, 45, (laughs) uh, sorry. And if you weren't 90 (laughs) years old, you'd probably know that. But it's interesting that when you're on social media, and this is for any company, like if you see somebody making a negative comment, you do just want to think about why are they making it? Now, if we think about Phil Heslop from Titus Group, Titus is on our do not recommend list because we've had bad experiences and dealing with them in the past. And so we don't want people to make the same mistake. And we want people, you know, investors and homeowners who are thinking about purchasing a new build to learn from that experience. Obviously, he's not happy about it. And so I was making a comment about it. The interesting thing was, as I was preparing for this podcast and saw that, I thought, I wonder what the technical definition of snake oil salesman is. Oh yeah, did you look it up? Yeah, of course. Which is either about making... False health claims, obviously we're not, or deceptive marketing. And I just thought, well, here we are talking about inflation falling, that it's going to make a benefit for interest rates and potentially help the property market. I just thought, I wonder what Phil Keslop thought was deceptive about those comments because they were all fact-based out of Stats New Zealand. Now, Michael Gardner's put, you are retarded to believe this fall. Quite hurtful to my friend, Ed. Well, actually, no, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I was thinking more... You know, I thought you don't use the R ah, no, word these No, don't, actually you don't. I don't think that's very nice these no, days. No, Michael, um, you could do better than that. But one of the thing that I do want to mention is you do feel a bit sorry for some people. Like I've never found myself so angry about something that I would start like writing mean comments about it on Instagram. And I do think there must be something really gone wrong in somebody's day. Yes. That's... Um, <laughs> A nerdy guy with a weird accent you know, and glasses talking about inflation makes you so riled up that you're going to say, shut the F up or you two can leech off hardworking Kiwis. And I do kind of have a bit of empathy with that. Like something must have been really going wrong in their days that, you know, me riles somebody else up. <laughs> I mean, I can understand you getting you, riled up. You can rile me up, but that's, that's about it. Yeah, but the you general public... It. Now, those are a lot of the the really angry, maybe mean comments, but I also wanted to go into the Property Investors Chat Group, which is an online Facebook group, about 60,000 people within that one. And there were a couple of other interesting things that aren't mean, but I just wanted to respond to. Andrew, the first one was a post about rents going up. Uh, And I remember we did a podcast about this actually. Somebody said, in our spreadsheets, we say rents tend to go up by 4.7% a year, which is exactly what it's been in the past. So is that what everybody does? Do you just increase your rent by 4.7% every single year? Of course, the answer is no. We did a whole podcast about how much you can and when do you do it. There are some interesting comments, though. Now, Heath put the comment, I wouldn't believe everything those Opus guys tell you. And look, to be honest, Heath,
1: Absolutely. Don't take everything we say as gospel. Sometimes we might get it wrong. We're often analyzing data and we're giving our opinion on what we see with it. But you've got to interpret it yourself if you're an investor and you've got to go and test those theories yourself. Go and do your own
0: research. Don't take it as gospel. Don't take anyone's individual comments as gospel. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. There are some other interesting comments specifically around like, Our business here at Opus Partners is we help people buy new build properties, right? And, you know, we help people get mortgages and all that stuff. But Opus Partners is about helping people buy new build properties to grow their wealth over the long term. And so I've seen some other comments saying, oh, well, that means that they are biased and that that's all they're going to do. And it's true that we've got an incentive to, you know, help you buy a new build property, but I disagree with the fact that the only thing we're going to tell people is to buy a new build, right? Like Often well, we tell them not to. Yeah, don't, don't do it. It's not the right yeah. fit for you. I'll tell you a really interesting example. My brother's got a plumbing company based down in Harbara in South Taranaki. And one of his business partners, a guy I went to school with, emailed me saying, now Ed, can you come talk to us about buying some new build properties, please? And I said, well, to be honest, Chris, like you're a plumber. You guys are all tradies. You should probably do some renovations. That's going to be the right fit for you. No, 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 we're not interested in that, we just want to do new builds. And so it's interesting, sometimes we try and push people the other way to make sure that it's the right fit. But I think the main thing is, you've got to remember, if I go to Milford Asset Management and I talk to one of their financial advisors, they are going to recommend me to invest in one of their funds, because Milford has a range of funds, and if I go and talk to one of their financial advisors, I know that that is what they are going to recommend. And similarly, if you come to us, of course, we're going to recommend a new-built property. Now, if it's not the right fit for you, we will tell you that. But it's kind of like... It's like if you call someone up to come and install a heat pump, they are going to come and sell you a heat pump if you need a heat pump. And I think that's kind of what I was getting at when I saw a a comment from Felicity, who was responding to someone who said, hey, I went and saw those Opus guys. And they said, did they try and sell you a new-built house in Christchurch? And the answer is... Well, we would have recommended a new-built house, not necessarily in Christchurch, but that's what we do, right? So if you come to us, you know you're coming for a new-build. So I kind of think, well, what, what's, if, what's if your a, point? If it's a shock, then uh, then maybe you haven't read what we do. The other thing that's quite interesting, and again, this is where you've got to remember like, who's making these comments. Turns out Felicity, in this case, is a chartered accountant. And often when accountants are making comments about our stuff, they want you to go use their accounting services rather than our accounting service. Oh, yes, and so course. I see a number of accountants sometimes in these groups you know, saying, oh, no, 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 you know, don't listen to those guys. But of course, the reason that they'll be doing that or their bias, on the other hand, which is perhaps not revealed as well, is that accountants want them to use you instead. Yeah. And I do think that sometimes, specifically accountants, I see this, get into that mindset of everyone's biased except me. Yeah, and lawyers are the same. You know, I'm the only one who's going to give you absolutely impartial advice. But, of course, everybody thinks they're giving impartial advice, but we all also have our biases and we need to acknowledge that. One last thing I do want to mention, just in some of these comments, and I saw another one from a guy called Ross, who's also an accountant, saying free webinars can be good, but make sure you know what the presenters are selling. As many are really just trying to sell you a new build rather than educate you. We have a free rental basics webinar, blah, blah, blah. Come and listen to my webinar instead. And buy some accounting. <laughs> you know, which, which is kind of fun. It eh, gets into that mindset. If everyone's biased except me. The other interesting thing when people specifically comment on our business model and say, oh, well, they, all they do is they just want to sell you a new build. It's interesting that the attack or the comment is, I don't like their business model rather than their investment strategy is wrong. Do you see what I mean? So Mm. if people, like, I would find it much more constructive if people engaged with, well, do townhouses go up in value as much as a house? Do new builds increase in value as much as an existing property? What are the pros and cons of new builds? Well, there are lots of cons of new builds. The main one is you can't renovate it. So if you're a renovations investor, you definitely shouldn't buy a new building. You should buy an existing property instead. And it's really interesting. A lot of the ones I see on social media, especially in some of the property investors, Facebook groups is I don't like their business model as opposed to they are wrong in what they say. Mm. And of course, there will be things in the last 1600 episodes that we've recorded where we would have got some of the facts wrong. That happens when you've published a podcast every day for the last almost five years now. And I'd find it much more constructive if we had an argument about what did we get wrong what are we factually wrong about rather than I don't like their business model and they are a competitor of mine. Do you see what I mean? Absolutely. So the main thing about this episode, we just wanted to have a bit of fun, respond to some of them, laugh about some of them. Mike, Hugh Sanderson, what a scam. You should feel deep shame for being part of the problem. Um, But, um, (laughs) you know, and have a bit of a laugh about it. But also recognise the, I'd actually say, pain some New Zealanders feel about property It uh, is uh, actually horrible. Like, you know, you, you are exactly right in saying that. For
1: someone to, like, I can't even figure out how to make a comment on someone's post, let alone, like, go to the trouble of
0: doing it. You've got to be in a dark place to be making these comments. And then even if you think about Daryl, who said, F off to your own motherland. I'm from New Zealand. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can only imagine the sort of abuse that somebody who maybe. As Um, an immigrant, as an immigrant, maybe has an even stronger accent than me, or a different accent. Maybe has a different skin color. They must get so much more abuse. And the abuse I'm getting is just because people think that I'm Australian, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and a nerd. Yeah, yeah, but I'll take that. That's a mark of pride. (laughs) And the last thing I'd say is, I have seen some other listeners of the podcast when somebody's made a mean comment. Sometimes you guys jump in and defend us. And I just want to say I appreciate that and thank you for doing that. Right, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if there's a particularly mean comment you think that we should read or you want to make, make one yourself, send it to us on Instagram yeah, at Opus Unschool partners. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm We're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.